Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hello, welcome to the Deliciously Seller podcast. Today we are going to be talking to Emma Gannon, the girl lost in the city, and amongst other things, we'll be discussing body image. I really think that being different is amazing. So we are here today with author, blogger and podcaster Emma Gannon. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you so much. It's such an honour. I love your podcast. Thank you very much. I also love yours. So... I'm really excited by this because Emma was one of the first people that really championed Deliciously Seller when it was in its infancy. She got someone to come and see my Edinburgh show. I ended up in Glamour. It was the most exciting thing that's ever happened. So thank you so much. It's so good to have you in. You are welcome. I love, I just refresh your Instagram. I'm like, you are taking over the world. Oh, I'm me. like, I knew, I knew Bella when she was on, you know. 500 mark. <laughs> you found me at 500 and you were like, what is this? I was hooked. I was hooked. Oh, amazing. So um, you've just written a book, which is very exciting. Yes, very exciting. That's so exciting. So it's about growing up online and the internet, which obviously we're really interested in because I want to talk about sort of body image and, you know, what it's like being a young person with the internet everywhere. Like it's different, different. Absolutely. I feel that um, it's kind of funny that it feels too soon to write a memoir. It's like, what can I possibly know in Mm. my 20s? I don't know anything. Still learning, figuring stuff out. But I find that decade really interesting where um, the millennials of our generation were kind of exploring the internet when it was just a pixelated dial-up mess. Mm. And I feel like we learned quite a lot during that time. And like my parents didn't really know what I was doing. I don't think they really knew... They weren't addicted to their iPads yet. They were kind of like, what are you doing in the computer room? Yeah, and that like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and fighting with a sibling and trying to get the parents off the um, landline so you could actually go on. Mm, Yeah, to MSN, boys. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like it was bad, but then I kind of learnt so much. I feel like I can have made the internet my career because I was so into it. But then I kind of think... What what do teenagers do now? I mean, if I had Snapchat, I don't know. I just think there's so many more ways to be bullied, which is really sad. Yeah. Um, we had MSN, obviously, and I have some horror stories from that. But yeah, if I had a phone in my back pocket now and I was a teenager, yeah. I don't know what I'd do. It would be a nightmare. It would. My friend refers to my phone as the basilisk. Because if I look it directly in the eye and something bad happens, like someone says something horrible or or if it's even just before bed, then I'll just be like, ah. Yes, I know. And I have to put mine on um, aeroplane mode so that apparently that the radiation doesn't go into your mind. 
You oh, really? Yeah, you're meant to just block it so like nothing can like get into your brain during while you sleep. Yeah, I've started putting airplane mode on, but just to stop me, because then I hear a notification of anything, I'm like, oh, I better check what that is. Yeah. I genuinely think I gave myself a repetitive strain injury <laughs> from looking at my phone. Yeah. So Well, I, I um, spoke to my friend the other day and she was like, I've got a claw. Because um, she's just like been scrolling too much and holding her phone too much. And I was like, do you think we have a problem? Maybe we do. There was a moment last week where I grind my teeth really badly. So I have one of those disgusting like uh, mouth braces. So I was wearing a mouth brace. And then also I was wearing a neck brace because of the repetitive strain injury from Instagram. And I was just sat there with my phone holding oh it up my by God. my head. And I went, you're the sexiest woman alive. <laughs> Like, this is a moment. This is, this is how you're going to get a boyfriend looking just like this. <laughs> just scroll through some boyfriends. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you have a really positive relationship with the internet overall, you would say. Yes. But there are definitely negative sides. Have you had much trolling? Oh, yeah, loads. But then I find, like, what's interesting for me is when... When I'm on panels, for example, we talk about mm. this and I'm with someone who maybe is a journalist and is slightly older than me, I'm a bit more kind of apathetic, I guess. I think I'm kind of like, oh, like, whatever. I'm used to it. Yeah. Have you been on MSN when you were 13? Nothing's as bad as that. <laughs> Whereas I think for the older generation, they're just, they're a bit more shocked. Yeah. And um, she said to me, she was like, I'm surprised that you um, you kind of don't let it get to you. And I think... Because I don't know. I wouldn't ever want to say that being bullied when you're younger is a good thing, but it definitely hardened me. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I feel quite hardened to it all. I'm a bit like, just say what you want. Like, I've already got my body out on Instagram. Like, I'm in control of this. Yeah. I like, I'm in control of what I put out there. And people are like, oh, I bet you just don't get embarrassed by anything. I'm like, I get embarrassed by everything, but not that because I choose to do it. Yes, exactly. You're empowering yourself. And that's why I feel like writing the book and it's so cringe and it's so embarrassing and it's just very vulnerable, but I'm telling the story. So no one else has said it. I've said it. So I feel very much in control. And I feel the same when when I'm online. It's sort of like, well, this is who I am. Mm. So, Mm. you know, you can unfollow me. It's fine. But there's something really cool about that of just kind of doing whatever you want to do. And I do think that you know, TV shows like Girls, for example. I hate that that's the like only reference I can make really sometimes because there's not enough out there of yeah. women just being themselves exactly. and getting everything out. And I was like, oh my God, Lena's like pale and wobbly and loving her life. I was like, I'm pale and wobbly and can love my life. Yeah. And it was just a really nice moment of, I don't actually give a shit that I don't have a thigh gap, genuinely. Mm. Um, I was on a photo shoot yesterday and, and um, I was just like, I-, I will squidge my thighs together. I do not care. And that was just a really cool moment. Yeah, Very different from when I was younger, when I was like photoshopping my face when I was 12. Yeah, I mean, if I had got Instagram, I think when I was 16, I absolutely would have been attempting to look like I had a thigh gap. Or I I just, I don't think I would have gone on it because I would have been so terrified that I wouldn't be as like pretty or thin or able to do a duck face as everyone else. (laughs) No, exactly. But I, I really think that being different is amazing. And especially kind of being the bit of the ugly duckling in the blogging world. Not that I'm like, kind of put myself down but I do feel different from the other bloggers I'm definitely feel different and from I the just other feel a little bit like oh don't fit into that category oh haven't got that from ASOS but um <laughs> <laughs> I just think if everyone looked the same it'd be so boring it would be so boring I get invited to quite a lot of like blogger events now and I'm like 
I'm just going to feel so awkward because you'll like pose like kissing a pool inflatable and you'll look like a goddess and I'll just be like <laughs> on the ground like a troll like not knowing what to do I did this photo shoot the other day my first professional photo shoot and they went can you stick your tongue out I was like what they were like can you do like a winky face I was like absolutely not they were like just put your hands in your hair so I really awkwardly had to sort of put my hand like in my fringe <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. and be like Ooh. <laughs> yeah that I can't do that either but then I think it's fine to um, want to look nice sometimes. Um, oh, yeah. But at the same time, a little bit of a joke in there is, is I think, I don't know, better. I had to put some tinted moisturiser on earlier because I scared myself when I looked in the mirror. <laughs> I went out to a restaurant last night and it was amazing. It was like five Oh, I saw sushi. your Instagrams. Yeah, it was so it good. It looked amazing. It was all paired with a sake. So Ooh. I drank like 25,000 sakis. That is amazing. And now I'm well, like you don't, shuddering. I can't tell. Oh, thank you. It's because I've got the glow. <laughs> Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. I think a hangover gives like people an edge. I think I do my best work when I'm hungover. I genuinely think that as well sometimes. Yeah, I'm really productive because I'm kind of like over- overcompensating and just kind of, I don't know, I've got a bit of, little bit of drive in me Ooh. from the night before. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> um, so I've been doing a bit of Googling, looking at your blog, and um, you say that you're a big oversharer. I also am a massive oversharer. Yes. Do you think that this is like typical of our generation? We just want to tell everyone everything. I think so. I think we're cleverer than just sharing everything, though. No. Because I do feel that even though I overshare, um, I choose what I overshare about. I think there's a lot more I could I could say. Um, mm. but that's for another book, another day. Um, <laughs> but I think um, it's it's healthy to overshare things that you think will make other people feel better so I think when I've digested it and worked it out and I'm okay with a certain thing I'm ready to overshare can write a blog post and be like this happened to me but I'm fine and this is how I dealt with it what I don't really do is overshare when I'm not over it Mm. so I don't overshare when I'm like really kind of struggling with something if you know what I mean I feel like it's healthier to work out privately with my like friends and family or whatever it might be and then kind of share it online when it's like... But then I'm a writer, so I want to make sure that I'm sharing it in the best possible way. Yeah. And like in an eloquent, interesting way. So um, I wouldn't say I overshare on a daily basis. Um, and I think social media's moved on. Back in the day, we'd upload like 60 photos of a night out. Yeah. And it would just be like, well, that's interesting. Carnage. Everyone wants to see that clearly. Whereas now we'll sort of put up like one lovely Instagram that will sum up our holiday. So I think we're getting... Um, bit more streamlined in that sense Mm. and I would say I don't live tweet um what I'm eating anymore no used to no yeah I mean I think a lot of people do live Instagram everything that they get out the fridge yes and it's always just avocados (laughs) yeah so do you follow foodies or do you kind of try and step away from it all I do I follow loads of foodies and I'm actually really good friends with loads of them now like that's what's been amazing is the internet is a great place to make friends like Instagram is really good it's been really positive like I've hardly had any trolling really it's great it's been really good and now I like love seeing all those people at events and stuff and it's great yeah they're so so nice exactly and I think what's interesting is the more I've got confident and comfortable with myself the less I am trolled in a way because I think people know when that you've got like a button to press Mm. and you're kind of vulnerable whereas now I don't care and I don't respond they're like oh boring I have to move on to someone else she literally doesn't care um, so that's quite fun. That is true. I think they are ultimately looking for a reaction. Yeah. I replied to one person the other day because he wrote this like essay about how irresponsible I was by telling people to listen to their bodies, not their doctors, and mm. how dangerous my snacking tips were. And I was like, oh, it's a parody account. 
I'm not yeah. telling anyone what to do. Just so well, you know. that's important, I think, because you want to kind of make sure that you're, um, yeah, reinforcing your brand. Yeah. But I would never apply to like someone being like, you're fat. Oh, sometimes people will go, <laughs> oh, put it down, fatty. And I'm like, A, you can't really call me a fatty because I'm just not. And B, I don't care. Like, I'm no. drinking that Capri Sun and I'm loving it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You do you. Yeah, exactly. They should do them. Yeah, go away, strap some hula hoops to your stomach and then tell me how you feel because it's liberating. Um, so I went to a festival at the weekend and I haven't really been to one for a while and it, it struck me that at the grand old age of nearly 29 I wasn't really sure what I should be wearing to this festival. So I knew that shorts were probably a good idea but that most of the shorts that I own were genuinely illegal. So I spent the whole morning of the festival texting my sister pictures of me in outfits, being like, can I wear this? And she was like, absolutely not, you look like a teenage prostitute. And I was like, right, what about this? And she's like, um, you look like mum. So there was just like no happy medium. And I was like, I can wear a sports bra and shorts and still look cool. Like, I look about 22. She was like, yeah, but inside, you know that you are not 22. And it is not acceptable. So I went to this festival and I had a really nice time and it was it was really fun. But obviously immediately afterwards, I've had this really disgusting lurgy for about five days. I've had festival flu. It was a day festival. Like who gets festival flu from a day festival? I feel so, so uncool. I was sort of on the dance floor, you know, in the early hours of the morning and the after party. And I was like, God, I'm so hot. Like, why am I sweating so much? I'm so disgusting. Like, no one else is really sweating as much as me. And that's when I realised I was developing a fever. Before I'd even left the festival, I'd actually managed to give myself flu. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was sweating like a pig, which you could argue was the glow. So at that point, this girl comes over to me and she goes, um, I hope you don't take this the wrong way, but... You look quite a lot like that girl on Instagram, Deliciously Stella. I was like, well, A, why would anyone take that the wrong way? Surely that's a compliment. B, um, yes, I am Deliciously Stella. Yes, I am sweating more than any human being who's ever been on the earth. And I then sort of started to try and tell her about why I started the account. And all I could think to say was about how much I loved sausage rolls. And she just looked at me like I was the maddest person who's ever existed. Just like sweating, red, like fist-pumping, horrible gremlin. I really should stop bumping into people in public. I'm going to start lying and just saying it's not me. I'll be like, yeah, I do look a lot like her, but no, it's absolutely not. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. It's not me, promise. 
Have you had breakfast today? <laughs> I actually haven't, which is awful of me. Would you like an Emmy Cafe Latte? I absolutely would. They are actually really delicious. They're like iced coffees and they come in a little pot. There's three kinds. Strong macchiato, which is unsweetened. We've got a skinny over here. Skinny. Which looks great. I might go for that one. You might get a skinny one. And that's not very on brand for deliciously stellar. I mean, to go you, for a skinny. But, I'm not. I'm know. not going for a skinny. And then you we've go got a cappuccino iced coffee, which looks delicious. Delicious. Which one I'm, would you like? I'm going to have the cappuccino, please. Thank you. I'm, I'm actually a bit hungover, so this is like the real dream. Yeah, they're very refreshing. They really are. And do you know what? It's summer. Even though it's raining outside, it is summer. So let's embrace it like it is summer. Yeah, it, it is summer. Yesterday I left the house in summer clothes, went out went out for the day and then realised I couldn't be bothered to go home and get changed. So I just had to buy myself a whole new like winter wardrobe. Oh, oh my God, I hate this weather. It's awful. I've bought three umbrellas in the past week because I keep forgetting to take it out and then I have to buy another yeah, one because same. it's so disgusting. I think it's I think it's a true sign that you're not really an adult yet when you don't have an umbrella in your bag. Yeah. Like all of my really responsible friends just whip out an umbrella. They're like, yep. I think signs of adulting include being able to keep houseplants alive. <laughs> yeah. Having a spare room. Yeah. Like that's proper adulting. That is. And with a display cushion on the spare bed. Oh, yeah. There's nothing says adult <laughs> like a display cushion. I, I bought a printer the other day. And when I was in Argos buying it, I just had this moment when I went, you are 28 years old <laughs> and you are buying a printer. You are a person. This is amazing. Yeah. I, I was carrying home a houseplant the other day and I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, nailing yeah, it. I am. Nailing life. <laughs> it's dead now. It's fine. Right, bon appetit. Bon appetit. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. Um, so part of social media, specifically Instagram, I wanted to talk to you about, is the representation of women's bodies. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's it's unfair and it's all mainly sort of people who have slamming, tiny, toned, yeah. Yeah. beach bod, thigh gap, all that jazz. Mm-hmm. But I think there's been a recent turn and there's more and more people who are saying, you know what, I'm normal and it's great and it's fine. Yeah. But yeah, in that sense, I feel like Instagram is slightly unhealthy. What do you think? I think it is. I think we have a responsibility to know what we're looking at and just kind of put a little bit of a barrier in place because mm. I think it's easy to get sucked in. But I know, for example, um, I have a lot of friends that are fitness bloggers. And it would be really unfair for me to say, oh, look at them and their tiny, amazing toned bodies because that's their hobby. My yeah. hobby is watching Netflix and making podcasts and <laughs> lying very still. Yes. <laughs> My hobby is definitely lying very still. <laughs> like, I like being still. So um, lying horizontal is enjoyable for me, but for them, they really enjoy fitness. So I feel that I can't expect to look like that because I do not do that. Yeah. So I think it's just very much... That that makes them empowered, and I'm very proud of them that they are so pleased with their bodies. But uh, they need to understand, and they do, that I like my body the way it is because this is my lifestyle. Yeah. And it's like when I can't get jealous of my friend who's a lawyer because she has more money than me. I make an active choice to oh, um, yeah. kind of write in cafes wearing disgusting hoodies. So I think <laughs> it's very much kind of just being yourself. I know it sounds so cheesy but by being myself I am embracing my thigh gap Uh, not my thigh gap no can I just say because I just don't have one and I can't if I photoshopped one in I'd be lying to myself and I think that's a bad thing to do 
see, I will never be good enough at Photoshop to do anything like that. That's what I don't understand. People are always like, oh, Khloe Kardashian's Photoshop, that photo. And I'm like, how? Yeah, what, well, what is this they, I think they app? have lights on the back of their cameras um, that you can get. You can clip on lights so you get better lighting. Mm. And I mean, I don't know much about the Kardashians. I kind of don't really get it. Like, I don't watch Game of Thrones either. So I feel like, oh, oh God, I, I know. I'm really, it's, it's really bad. It's one of those things that I just don't um, watch. So sorry. But yeah, so I don't get the Kardashians. I feel like I should. But I feel like that makes them feel good. So why not? But what makes me feel good is just being kind of like bearing it all sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I like makeup as well. Yeah, me too. I do wear it sometimes. Yeah. I, find, I look a lot older when I have my makeup professionally done, so I don't like it that much. Yeah, me too. When I when I did my um, book cover, um, the, a makeup artist was um, the Strictly Come Dancing. And she no. painted my face like I know I was an egg. I. It was a paintbrush. It wasn't even lipstick. It was red paint. And oh, I was like, I get it now. That's wow. what. That's why, you know, you can look amazing on Strictly Come Dancing. Yeah, I mean, speaking of Strictly Come Dancing, I used to work at the BBC and I had to organise a, a like, children in need sale of all the outfits from Strictly Come Dancing. So we were selling oh them God, to amazing. employees and they were like, as a gift, you get to choose two things that you want from the Strictly Cupboard. So <gasps> I have two dresses that obviously I can't get a leg in because they belong wow. to Ola Jordan, but they're so cool that's so cool they're so cool do you cool. just ha- have them hanging up in your bedroom yeah and I've got like a Kill Bill jumpsuit that I wear all the time to festivals <gasps> wow yeah yeah that you win winning it's great yeah it's super great um, but yeah back to the Instagram thing I think um, I love the effect that someone like Lena Dunham has had on girls mm. just because I hadn't seen it before and I think that's really weird that I've never seen that before same with Amy Schumer same with Broad City yes and just kind of I find it interesting that that was the first time I ever saw, well, our generation ever saw someone that just looked slightly more like them. And I think the more we see ourselves and the more diverse models are, for example, um, just the better we'll feel. It's like when you find out someone's had a shit day, it kind of makes you feel better in a a kind of (laughs) sad way. You just want to know that people are human. Yeah, I agree. um, it's it's a fine line because I think we never want to shame someone. I hate it when the Daily Mail do before and after because that woman is not in control of the before and the after. It was a while ago, but they released photos of Madonna mm-hmm. when she hadn't been airbrushed. And I found that not empowering because that was shaming her yeah. and doing it. You know, she'd done it on her own Instagram. Cool. That's yeah. that's okay because yeah. she's owning that and she's, she's choosing to do that. But um, yeah, I think it's it's such a double standard for women. It's like you wear too much makeup, you don't wear any makeup. Yeah. You photoshop yourself, you don't photoshop yourself. It's just What I can't can't bear at the moment is um they'll they'll pick someone who's you know probably put, either put on a little bit of weight or it's a really unflattering photo, and then they'll just say these things that make it sound like they're being really positive oh, but I when hate they're that. deliberately shaming people. Yeah. Like Pixie Geldof like put on a bit of weight and she's on the beach, she looks great, and they were just like flaunting her curves. Oh like and I'm like you're basically just poking fun at her yeah. and just being so unkind. And yeah. it's so and it's grim. very passive aggressive. Yeah, it's so passive aggressive. I'm like, who works there? Like, I could never, ever do that. Yeah. Like, even if I absolutely 100% needed a job. Oh I'd my be God, like, me neither. No, I won't do absolutely that. Absolutely not. I hate it so much. And what really upsets me is because I think it's empowering that bloggers, for example, and YouTubers and, you know, people that have made their own way, they're in control of what they put out. And then suddenly the Daily Mail gets hold of something. And it's just like all of that kind of work that that person's done to be like, this is me. This is what I want to show. 
is just kind of stripped away. Um, there was a YouTuber recently that got photographed on the beach and I just thought, that's just awful. Oh, yeah, I I remember. There was lovely Tanya Burr and like yeah. her bikini bottoms had fallen down and they... Leave her alone. She's yeah. on a holiday. Well, what annoys me about that is that she gives so much of herself anyway. Yeah. So it's kind of... Like when someone was uh, stalking Zoella um, in a car, just like cruising by her house, waiting for her to go to Sainsbury's. I was like, she videos every like minute mm. of her day practically. Well, you know, in her vlogs, she'll do a portion of her day. I just feel like she's giving so much of herself and she is letting people into her life that you can't now want more. I get a bit worried about that. It's that... just out of order. Yeah. It is so, it's so, so out of order. I haven't really had anything bad. Everyone who I've met has been really nice. I signed my first autograph the other day. Oh my God, amazing. It was mortifying. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know what to do. I was like, you obviously don't live in London or you wouldn't (laughs) have done this. So the day after my festival, I went to Cornwall to go and stay with my friend Lottie, who's got a house there. And I've been going every year since I was about 15, so it's really, really nice. And when I got there, as they do every year, they warned me not to outstay my welcome. And uh, that's because one year I, I moved in and I, I got a job. So I was like 19 and I was on my university holidays and I'd been trying to get a job in a shop or something for the summer. I couldn't get a job in London anywhere. Like, no one wanted to hire me, unsurprisingly. So I went down to Cornwall just for a bit of a holiday and my friend's mum was like, you know what, I mean, you could always get a job here. As a joke, next thing I know, I'd handed in my CV in a local restaurant and I had been employed. So I essentially moved myself in, I'm employed, they don't know what to do, they don't know how to get rid of me, they don't want to be rude. One day, um, my friend's mum comes back from the shops and she finds an empty packet of sausage rolls in the sitting room and she's like, oh my God, I can't believe it, the dog's got the sausage rolls. I had eaten six sausage rolls by myself, watching telly at their house. I then lifted up my feet and allowed her to hoover the sausage roll flakes from underneath me. And at that point, my friend had to come into my room and she went, enough is enough. I love you, but you've eaten everything and mum just hoovered underneath your feet. You're going to have to go. Um, So obviously these bloggers and vloggers have got this amazing platform to sort of connect with people who like them and mm-hmm. you know they're very identifiable with because you know they're normal people and they're you know they're represented as our peers but I guess as they get more and more famous do you think it gets more difficult to identify with their lifestyles? I think so. I think that what's interesting is you start off just being totally normal in their case videoing in their bedrooms but you know I'm friends with Zoe but she has a Madame Two Swords waxwork. It's I, I can't relate to that. No. <laughs> um, so I think um, there's definitely going to get be a tipping point of um, internet fame versus mainstream fame. Yeah. So you know there, that is definitely kind of not as relatable. But at the same time, I watch her videos and I just think, you know, she's just going through some things she's bought from Boots before she goes on a holiday with her family. Yeah. And that is totally relatable. That's totally relatable. So I think there's parts of it that is going to be, you know, you can't deny that having 10 million fans is huge Mm. that you know that isn't relatable but at the same time um she's so lovely and down to earth and normal that actually I don't think she's changed at all I feel like because of the nature of what I do I'm sort of expected to still lead a sort of slightly shit unhealthy life in inverted commas and now that I've become more popular I do get invited to do really really cool stuff and you know my life is going really really well my career is going really really well and I feel like I'm sort of being 
a bit disingenuous by doing all the sort of gross stuff. Mm. I, I know what you mean. I think, though, I don't know about you, but like my life is no different. Mm. Just because I've got a book deal doesn't mean that I'm like kind of now just like only drinking moe um, <laughs> yeah, and, and only being like chauffeured in limousines to hotels. It's like literally I am in a onesie just watching TV with my boyfriend. Like it's just so. Yeah. So I think um, for me, it's really important that that never goes away. And I don't think it ever will because I just don't think in this day and age that celebrities are what they used to be. Because I no. think back in the day it would be um victoria beckham is not smiling at an airport now we can see victoria beckham on instagram it's like she is actually a person Mm. i mean again not relatable but equally she's with her family and they're playing tennis or whatever so i think um we're all very much more on a level playing field which i love i feel like i have something in common with brie larson's instagram is hilarious she's an oscar-winning actress but she still will just be photographing herself in a disgusting stained t-shirt and be like I'm having a bad day so I think the more that we just remind ourselves that we're all humans we're all the same then the better really so your book's out now it is Can and you... it's called control alt delete yes it's called control alt delete how I grew up online Amazing. and um yes in all your uh bookstores it will be available that is very very exciting thank you so much for coming thank on you. the show it's thank been you great so much. that went really quickly that was so fun whizzed yes well thank you and thanks to the emmy cafe latte as well anytime delicious anytime so that's all for this week. If you want to get in touch, then you can follow me on Instagram at deliciously stella, or if you fancy coming on the show, you can email me on deliciously stella at gmail.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Thanks so much for listening. 